I think in business, the most overrated value is the idea of excelling without thinking about why we're excelling. So the idea of getting an A. So we step through life and we go through middle school, we go through high school, we go through college. And the best thing that we can do is get an A. But oftentimes we don't understand what, what, what is it that drives us to get an A? Why, should, why is an A important? And we get to the corporate world and we're trying the same thing. We want, we want to try to get the highest grade we possibly can. And in that setting, we're often trying to achieve things that we can achieve, but we're not thinking about how, how that affects us in the long term, if that makes us happiest, if that actually aligns with our values, if it is most worthwhile. And in essence, what happens is we leave behind, without thinking about it, we leave behind you know, many years of going after a goal that might not actually be building who we are, that might not help us be the happiest. And we reach that goal, let's say, you know, for many, it's trying to achieve some financial success. When we reach that goal, we might have lost many other things because we put them aside, because at the time we weren't thinking about family, we weren't thinking about personal life, we weren't thinking about all these things, and we end up being 20, 30, 40, or 50, depending on what stage of life you're in, and finding that we've left a lot behind, all for something that really wasn't that important. It represented what we thought would be success, and we thought would be the answer, but it wasn't actually the answer. And so it's very important to step back, reflect on life, think about what's important to us, and then come back to the situation and ask yourself, does this job really align with you? Hi, I'm John Mullins, your host on the People Switch podcast. And that was Jonathan Duchin of Harvard, giving us a valuable reminder that not all values are valuable, and that sometimes they can be overrated. The problem is that the lesson was given a decade ago, and we don't seem to be learning it very well. Coming up after the break, we explore how values and bias are competing forces when it comes to defining organizational culture. And the same lessons that Duchin highlighted could still be relevant today, or maybe even more so. Welcome to the People Switch Podcast. Switching you on to the modern world of work. Each week, we explore the latest trends and topics in company culture, employee experience, and how to build a great place to work. People Switch, turning people on, keeping them engaged. So when I was considering the idea of how leaders espouse values, but fall short by acting out purely on bias, it was Duchin again who I stumbled upon, writing in the Harvard Business Review. Again, it was a decade-old piece of how business leaders should consider decision-making based on values rather than bias. What was really interesting was that the piece was written as part of a series that was projecting the future success of leadership. Think of that. Ten years ago, they were telling us to avoid bias and build cultures of value. But look at where we are today. We still have this problem, and it's even more pronounced now. Now, I know that you've learned what bias is, but did you know that close to 200 unique biases have been identified? These are things that are influencing us every day. It influences our thinking, our choices, and our behavior. Even the most common biases are hard for us to stay on top of. Things like stereotyping, confirmation bias, and blind spots. How could we possibly remain aware of things like the Dunning-Kruger effect, social desirability bias, or Occam's Razor. Now, to be honest, the last one really sounds more like a sci-fi movie than a problem-solving principle, but it's cool anyway. The success of organizations are based on the quality of their thinking and decision-making, which, if you think about it, is directly linked to the culture the organization has established. A more growth mindset culture is likely to produce more quality thinking than fixed mindsets. Fixed mindsets are often born out of bias adoption, And let's face it, we use bias to be more efficient in life. Efficiency, however, 
doesn't always mean effective. There are loads of studies out there about the irrational behavior that consumers demonstrate when marketers exploit these biases. The same irrational behavior can also play out in the boardroom if you leave decision-making to these shortcut bias principles. So how do you avoid them? Personally, trying to memorize or be conscious of close to 200 known biases can drive you nuts. Perhaps the easier approach is to promote values over bias. Build a culture with a foundation of solid universal values that promotes diverse thinking and behavior. To make that work, culture and values have to be embedded at a team level. It needs to be woven into everyday work life, and teams need to be empowered to own the culture. Values on their own can sometimes be ineffective, as Duchin correctly identified, especially if they don't address your underlying goal. So be sure to always test how values manifest in behavior and check that they serve a desired purpose. If there's a gap between what you say you value and how you act, chances are you're allowing biases to dictate your behavior, whether you like it or not. So let's just remind ourselves, this is not new science. We've been aware of these leadership and culture challenges for decades. Why are we getting this so wrong? It's not as if we haven't been trying to develop leadership skills. Do we just suck at this kind of stuff and we should just feel blessed that luckily there are some people out there with naturally good leadership talent? Or is it that business just favors bias over values? Because when you think about it, when the rubber hits the road, what do you turn to? Sadly, my experience tells me values are sometimes thrown to one side in the hope that a tried and tested efficient template solution will do the trick, even if it's steeped in bias. So it's time to wake up, focus on what really matters, people. It is only by building inclusive and engaging cultures that we will truly unlock the power of people. The future of work demands it, and a fixed mindset won't change it. Thanks for listening. As we close out this first season of the People Switch podcast, we look forward to you joining us again for a new series as we explore real-life, everyday culture and go on the search for success stories that will inspire us to build great people-first cultures. Take care. Thank you for joining us on the People Switch podcast. Make sure to visit www.peopleswitch.co.za where you will find more on how to build engaging company cultures and experiences to unlock the power of people. Catch up on our previous episodes, subscribe to our feed and follow us on Twitter. People Switch, turning people on, keeping them engaged.